0: an actual like physical soundboard with like color coded keys and everything now too. So
1: that's awesome. Got to love color coding. Yes, especially
0: for me. Well, maybe not so much for you, but for me it's amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great night, man. It's going yeah, to be great. It's going to be
0: great. It's going to be so good. Uh well, let's 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 get right into it then. Um song stuck in your head. You you want to go first?
1: Uh, sure. I can go first. So, um, I've honestly not been listening to a whole lot of metal recently. Um, I think what started it is that I've kind of been getting back into some wood burning, and I like to listen to more relaxing music when I do it. And I'm trying to branch out a little bit um, as far as genres go. Um, so I first started listening to that uh, synthwave version of Death's Symbolic album. And that led me to some other synth wave bands and then down a whole big rabbit hole of synthwave and different sort of offshoots of that. So, um, there's one synth wave artist I want to feature, um, cause they've been stuck in my head called, um, Power Nerd. And something about <laughs> that name just felt like it was, it was calling to me, I think. Um, you powerful uh, nerd. Yes. Real powerful. Um, They've got a song called Dark Triads, um, which sounds really cool. So we'll go ahead and uh, take a listen to that uh, right from the beginning here.
0: It's like Tron. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But a lot of this, like, even, like, the chord progression kind of reminded me a lot of some black metal stuff that I'm used to hearing, so I think that really kind of hooked me on this one.
0: Yeah, I can definitely hear that now. (laughs) Yep. It's like, okay, just picture long Jordan guitars, you know, strumming this same chord progression.
1: Blast beats. Tons
0: of distortion and blast beats.
1: (laughs) And the harshest... Iciest shriek you can you can muster. <laughs> yep Ooh. But, uh, Yeah. I don't know it's like a lot of really cool sounding sounds. <laughs> I
0: like when they do the sounds. I like All the, the sounds.
1: The sounds and the noises and the waves.
0: Well this is this is like you know a uh, mellowed out uh master boot record for me right you know so yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like that's another take one of the fun back stuff into. in that and like you don't want to go daft punk because you need something to replace daft punk since they're you know finally splitting up uh or retiring or whatever they're gonna call it these days
1: mm-hmm.
0: so mm-hmm. it's nice to have a bunch of things in the hopper and power nerd you're just immediately sold on the name like Instacell. so why not
1: all right what's been stuck in your head man
0: so you mentioned you haven't been listening, listening to a lot of metal, and uh, I can appreciate that, and I can empathize with that. And uh, my the pick of the song Stuck in My Head kind of aligns with that because it's very borderline uh, metal. It's very much hard rock slash hardcore punk, maybe, if you want to call it that. But it's from A data Remember. And uh, they had a new album that came out recently, and the song Last Chance to Dance has been stuck in my head because... I am a punk at heart. Like I love punk music at heart. So something like a day to remember kind of calls to me. Uh, it's one of those bands that just when it's raining, you know, you just want something that kind of feels a little bit, you know, grungy and a little bit crazy, but still like you can sing in the car on the way to, on the way to work. And this is kind of accomplishing that for me. So last chance to dance about 10 seconds in. It kind of starts off with a little heavier of a, you know, uh, guitar riff, but very quickly devolves into a data remember punk. I see you. I see you. It sounds pretty heavy. Yeah, just wait. I mean, <laughs> this is one of the heavier sections for sure
1: something about this reminds me of coal chamber I, okay not anymore yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I can get kind of to like too. the
0: des feel and like uh, the chunky I, I can mm-hmm. i can see that you know from some some earlier cool chamber you know pre-double yeah. driver days now it feels like dad rock oh see yeah dad rock is the perfect analogy for this i know i'm not trying to like live into the dad rock uh stereotype but i i embody that 1000 <laughs> <laughs> percent.
1: oh good stuff man good stuff
0: yeah it's 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 been a fun fun listen uh Good time, like I said, driving in the car. You, you pull up to a stoplight, and then people are like, "Whoa, what's he listening to?" And then you start getting into the chorus, and they're like, "Oh, what a what a dad!
1: What a dad! What a dad!"
0: Doesn't help that I'm driving a minivan either, you know. But. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh good stuff good never stuff. thought i'd
0: be here on this podcast talking about my dad minivan
1: oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's supposed to be on your other podcast man what the heck
0: <laughs> oh yeah i'm well you know okay so this is this is what happens when we go a long time between recording episodes is the lines start getting blurred and i'm like man i really haven't talked about dad stuff in a while <laughs> And then I was like, man i really haven't talked about metal stuff in a while and then when that just happens they come together and we talk about dad metal and you get a day to remember so oh, uh, man. in follow-up though uh if we can move on to that uh i'd like to cover one of my favorite bands august burns red uh because yes. they came out with a single uh and the title is westworld i'm like wow what what does that mean like i know what westworld is on hbo is that the same sure enough it is so they did a cover of the westworld theme and the first half of the song is pretty much just a a verbatim cover of of that in august burns red style but then towards the middle and towards the end of the song is a very long song uh they go full august burns red and break it down mellow it out westernize it right with the whole western feel and then they bring it back into some super you know like epic instrumental august burns red (laughs) so i love it i'm super excited about 30 seconds into this westworld song we kind of you can hit the westworld tones uh but then we'll get some nice guitar to to come accompany that
1: It's been so long since I've heard the original theme song that i I almost forgot it.
0: Oh you'll you'll you'll
1: remember. I guess oh, this is a day to remember. It sounds like the Zelda theme, or Zelda thing that they did a while back.
0: What does it sound like, Steve? It sounds like August Burns Red! but this this song you know uh, in like i said in in typical avr fashion they they definitely give you familiarity and then they take that and they say "Well, well let's put our own spin on it and and they do it and i love their instrumental stuff and i love how you know, Matt on drums gets everything going, and you know, uh JB, like they, they bring in all these leads. It's so great.
1: Mm, nice. My favorite
0: favorite band. Favorite band. By far.
1: Good stuff, man. Yeah, I definitely liked what I heard. Uh I'm excited to go through and listen to the whole thing now.
0: Well, let's take that high and bring it down to a big low. Because oh. The next thing in follow-up is I watched a YouTube video that came up in my feed by a very famous YouTube celebrity whom I despise. Mr. Who Jared. I
1: despise. Yeah.
0: Mr. Jared Mother <laughs> Dines. <laughs> nice. Nice. Ah, soundboard's <laughs> amazing. Uh, Jared Dines came out with a single from this band Scion with Howard Jones performing vocals. And I mentioned how much I love Howard in a previous episode, and I mentioned how much I hate Jared Dines in another episode, and I don't know what to feel anymore. <laughs> I did not know how to react to this video because Jared Dines is the biggest toolbag bag on the planet by far. <laughs> Howard Jones is an amazing vocalist. All the work he's done with Killswitch and his other bands, I... Great, awesome. How am I going to enjoy what I'm going to hear? And the answer is, is that if you just tune out everything that Jared does, uh, which is which is hard to do. And Jared's been known to be like a gente kind of, you know, like weird mashup guitarist. So, in this song called "The Blade," uh, kind of right from the beginning. They really lean into like the electronic kind of feel of things, right? Like I'm glad that you had a synth wave song stuck in your head because a lot of the songs that we're going to feature tonight start to tie into this weird kind of electronic, like just phase that everyone's in, right? Like everyone wants yeah. to, you know, add electronic noises into all metal now. Yeah. Uh, and Spine Shank was there, you know, in the beginning, in the early, earlier days and then more industrial, right? Like what fear factory was doing some stuff in theirs. Like that we mm-hmm. can go way back. But now it's like everyone. Gent was the thing in 2018. And now it's like, let's just put electronic stuff with Gent. That'll make it more interesting, right? And the answer is no, it doesn't. Uh, and if you're Jared Dines, the answer is just just go crawl in that hole that you dug for your guitar and just lay there with it for a while. And you can leave your head out of the sand to breathe because I don't want to <sighs> wish ill on anybody. But I just want you to go Uh-oh. away and just hang out on a beach somewhere and stop making videos that I don't because I don't want to watch them.
1: <laughs> we can listen right, from right, the beginning, like- though. Let's take a listen. Hmm. Mm. It already feels formulaic. so this is howard on vocals right
0: yep this is howard and howard howard can scream like a mofo but what what is that like you can't break down in the first 30 seconds of the song bro
1: Howard, you you yeah. have my heart, buddy. I mean, I I do agree with you. Yeah, like Howard, Howard's good. But yeah, if you just if you can tune out everything else that Jared does, then that's it's okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, man. I, okay. <laughs> I didn't know what to feel. I
1: had yeah. emotions. I'm right there with you, dude. I don't know what to feel either. That's a little It doesn't feel unique. It feels a bit cookie cutter. Oh, yeah.
0: Um bland is is kind of the way I put it, right? Like unimaginative. Unimaginative is a is yes. a good is a good descriptor for it, right? It's mm-hmm. Maybe in 2018, that would have been like, holy smokes, that's like crazy, like, you know, so low, so chunky with the guitars, putting in the electronic stuff, right? But mm-hmm. that formula, you said formulaic a couple times, it's been done so many times. Yes. And in, it's very telling when the only thing breaking up that formula is a A-list vocalist, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> very true. It's like,
0: man, this this band is great, you know, uh... Well, or this band is just meh, but we put a vocalist in it's like, well, maybe this'll get five million views on YouTube. Maybe this will yeah. make us thirty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the monetization uh, is on YouTube these days, but
1: Yeah. Uh good times.
0: Brighten it up with your with your with your little dark corner over there.
1: Okie dokie. Uh so I had two bands for my underground corner. Um, we were supposed to do this a couple of weeks ago and we had some technical issues and we came back to it. So I'm kind of using my bands from, you know, a couple weeks ago and I'll be honest, I haven't listened to them since. I can't even tell you the reason why I chose them except for, uh, one of the bands. Yes. This, this one I'm about to, I don't remember, but I'm sure I'm going to remember as soon as I hear it so we can discuss that and we'll, we'll, uh, you know, rediscover this together. The band is called Ignea. And the song is called Gin Slammer
0: With two N's Yes And two M's If you were curious
1: The drum beat and the riff That's what it was
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love the instant
1: It kind of reminded me of like Arch Enemy a little bit With some synth action
0: I'm just grooving to it right now.
1: I don't remember if this was an instrumental band or not. I don't. I think this might have been the instrumental. There it is. Well, now I hear the arch enemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Because, like, before I'm like, okay, this is like a simpler version, right? Kind of like a a mellowed out or just kind of like Mm -hmm. a. I guess diet arch enemy. (laughs) I don't want to say that because I don't want to put down the band. But. Yeah. Chance? Or chantish. Okay. I like. Interesting kind of take on the chorus there where, you know, the guitars really mm-hmm. fade out. And maybe that's a Skype filter for me, but, you know, really the whole tone of this song kind of changed uh, when the chorus came in. And for metalcore, you know, which, you know, I'm very accustomed to, right? You kind of get this this mellowed out section, but there's still at least a driving guitar tone or, you know, force kind of behind that. Uh, and maybe, like I said, that's just the mix and it, with the Skype filter enabled. Uh, but it sounds like, you know, they really mellowed it out for that chorus. And I'm sure it's because, you know, vocalist, um, it's a little softer, right? You kind of got to, you know, not drown them out with a bunch of, you know, guitars. Uh, You only got so much frequency to play with. But uh, yes, very interesting.
1: Yes, yes. The next band I want to feature is called Hell Rune. Um, They're kind of like a symphonic-y, not full-on black metal, like they're they got decent production quality. I think their orchestrations uh, are are really good. Um, I was really surprised, and it's this whole EP that this uh, track is off of is really really good. The song is called "The Iceborn Flame." I'm going to start it at roughly a minute in. Um, there's kind of a longer build up that's like really kind of soft. But you get kind of the gist of it around a minute in, and then it goes into, like, the main riff and the beat and stuff after that. So uh, we'll go ahead and take a listen here. And this is the last song on the EP, too. So it's like this big kind of epic buildup to this moment gotcha the bells yep <laughs> <laughs> i had to feature some blast beats <laughs> of course <laughs> I think uh
0: it's funny because i can like inhale because like you know it's you know something's coming right like not not to say that it's formulaic right but you're ready for it you're like (gasps) and then when it happens yes pay out yes (laughs) that's a
1: good formula yes and i like this riff too Goes Jeez, back man. into the theme again, there.
0: Yeah, blast beats. I have to respect them, um, <laughs> especially when there's no rest, right? Like, there's just n- seemingly endless BPMs for, mm-hmm. for five minutes. <laughs> yes, I'm like the dexterity your calves must be huge, yeah, uh, and your forearm, <laughs> forearm and calves are just ginormous, yeah, uh, yep. whatever. Uh okay, so that actually ties it nicely with my Blast beat journey. Yeah. Because I'm still going down that journey, still trying to find uh, the perfect Blast beat, right? I think we've come close a couple times, and every time I hear one, I kinda now try to have just my Adam threshold take on it, right? Mm-hmm. So you mentioned a band a little a little while back, um, which I believe is composed of most of the members of Windier, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh super tragic story, BT Dubs. Uh, and I remember we talked about it, and you got some recent, like, real cool picks that you showed me, right? You got that collector's uh vinyl and stuff like that, right? Or is yeah, and yep,
1: in- and I've got a a t shirt too.
0: Yeah. So, um, so I know that you know you've you've definitely listened to this band, you've supported this band, uh, but this is the uh, kind of the the other project, right? Vraid, right?
1: Read ride. Honestly, vraid? I need to look up the correct pronunciation on this one.
0: If it's English, it's I before E, except after C or when it sounds like A as a neighbor in Vrade. I think that's why yes. I put it last time.
1: Right? <laughs> I like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but English really messed up my uh, English. <laughs> well, no, where, where, where are they from? They're from um, Norway, I believe. Norway. Okay, so <laughs> English messed anyway. up your Norwegian.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know. English messed up my 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 whatever. So the this song came on just in my shuffle mix, right? So I turned on just metal radio essentially. And uh this song came on and I, you know, listened to the song uh and when the blast beats came in, I was thoroughly unimpressed. Um and it's just a different style of blast beat, right? It, it was much slower than the blast beats that I'm kind of, like, looking for. And it came really late into the song, right? Like, it, it's... This song in particular, which is Wild Northwest, uh kind of starts off on a very different feel. Like, there's no blast. There's no, like, not a lot of screaming. Like, it's very... It ebbs and flows through through kind of the first uh, three and a half minutes. And mm-hmm. then they kick into this whole little blast section toward the last like minute and a half, minute to minute and a half of the song. So I wasn't really prepared for the blast beats to just come out of nowhere, right? Which maybe that's the point, right? They're blast beats. They're just a blast right into your face, right? Um, <laughs> wow, that sounded gross. Um,
1: but <laughs> I was not going to go there, <laughs> but you did. I was like, just leave it. Just leave it. Don't talk about <laughs> money shots or anything. Just let it go. We're
0: all children here. But when it happened, <laughs> I was like,
1: <laughs> oh, dang it, any excuse to use that one.
0: <laughs> that one that was a good one. Uh so three three and a half minutes in, uh there's a nice little drum fill that happens right before any blast beats. But this one it was it was so much slower that I just I didn't know what to feel and I did I wasn't really enthused by it. Like I love the guitar build-up, Phil.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. This is definitely a lot different than what we're normally used to hearing for blast beats, right? Um, but there's a lot of black metal bands, especially like atmospheric black metal bands, who take a little bit of a slower approach like this. And they try to vary up the tempo and syncopation of their blast beats, too. My,
0: my thing was that the snare hits, like, I don't know, it didn't feel like a satisfying snare hit even, right? it feels like a half a half a snare hit. So I, whoa, man, like maybe this is the black metal like styling. I am just completely naive and know no, not what I am talking about, but I wanted more, if that makes sense. Like, I love the buildup, but the payout just wasn't enough.
1: Yeah, I can, I can see that. This is pretty common amongst a lot of black metal bands and especially for these guys because like Windier was very much like this so ah. Uh, you have to like kind of put it into context a little bit too and like you know it's if it's not your cup of tea then you then you know you know that
0: this is why we do this podcast bt dubs uh selfishly it's for me to to refine my my metal compass, right? Like I, I'm always trying to find the true Adam North. Not not the true metal north, but the true Adam North. Right. <laughs> so we're now oh. 180 degrees in the other other direction. So I gotta bring us back to the to Adam North. <laughs> so this one was a little too much wild northwest. Yeah. Yes, now we've got to bring us go. back to the there wild northeast, right? You're okay, getting and, it. Sad buttons aside, oh boy, does that <laughs> that deserves a, a sad trombone or a butumch?
1: But Ba-dum. there we go. Oh. <laughs> you with that soundboard? Man. Sorry, man. Like, Too much the buttons fun. Are there, the buttons
0: <laughs> are there. What do you do? I, I think this is what just, every podcast goes through, or every every show is like. Once someone gets access to a soundboard, that's just you can just make noise whenever you want. You're just gonna make
1: noise with <laughs> <laughs> Uh alrighty. so i think this brings us around to our main topic ish right so it it's no secret uh that we've been
0: off for a little while and uh, in being off you know when you come back like you mentioned right like i'm already mixing my streams with my podcasts you're you know in a in a phase where you're listening to synthwave and less metal uh so i figured it would be a good time to catch up on some stuff and this one I think is mostly stuff that I kind of put on the outline this this for this episode. So a lot of it's going to be just me dusting off albums, you know, and I I think the phrase dusting off albums is when you would, you know, kind of go through your record collection and pull out a a record or an album you hadn't listened to in a really long time and then put that on rotation. Man, I'm just realizing how rotation means that they actually put it on the turntable. My gosh, I'm so freaking dense. Um wow. So dust it off cause you dust it and then put it on, on the <laughs> turntable, uh, in yep. rotation and all that good stuff. Um, nice. So I, I think for myself, I went through my library and I did that. So some of the bands that I have in my collection, haven't listened to in a long time and realized for one reason or another that I should probably listen to the game. So the first one is disturbed. um, and it's the album, The Sickness. So I didn't realize this album came out in 2000.
1: So it's 21 I knew that, years yeah. old. Like, Pretty old, Han. Can yeah. drink now.
0: <laughs> it can. <laughs> oh, happy, happy St. Patrick's Day to, to, uh, to that album. Yeah, oh, there we go. <laughs> so the, I, I remember this distinctly because I had this on CD and in the, in those days when you would share CDs with others, right, you would get the master copy and you would make other copies, right? You either have a dual burning system or you'd make some image of a CD and you burn it onto other CDs. So I remember this distinctly because the song that I'm featuring is Voices, which is the first track off the album. And I very distinctly remember this song because the copy of the CD that I had was scratched and would never make it past this point in the song that I'm going to feature, which is right <laughs> before the breakdown of the song. So oh, I can remember goodness. listening to this song from start to one minute and 45 seconds into it, right when they're about to go into this breakdown. And I get two downstrokes into the breakdown on the guitar and then it would start skipping or it would just
1: stop. Oh my God. So I gosh. Could never
0: listen to the song all the way through. And then finally, when I grew up and I paid for, you know, actual albums and, you know, paid for streaming accesses to, you know, like be able to stream it. I actually listened to the breakdown. And if you're asking, does it hold up after 21 years? The answer is, uh, not really.
1: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> what hey, a it built was... up.
0: <laughs>
1: well, okay. So I enjoyed the story. I really did.
0: <laughs> context is everything. And, Time and place, right? We we just mentioned how Jared Dines, you know, did this whole thing. And three years ago, it would have been like, wow, cool, you know, very innovative, very different. And if it's happening today, it's like, wow, that's boring and unimaginative and get a life loser. So Disturbs Breakdown, if I look at it in the context of 20 years ago, was it a good breakdown? 20 years ago, yeah, man, I would have been into this breakdown and (laughs) this breakdown holds up, right? But now listening to it again, right? This breakdown doesn't really hold up. It's still good. It's not bad, but it's just... It doesn't carry the what's... same
1: weight in no. a post-ABR world. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs>
0: See, now, now we have a time scale, which is like a B-A-B-R, and then... What is it? A-A-B-R? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Oh. I, I... And knowing what Disturb became, right, I think is is another... Is another thing that's that really kind of affects or changes the way that you look at old old things, right? As mm-hmm. much as you want to disconnect, you know, the actual band and their their next music from their original, kinda of hard to do. So knowing what disturb became and listening to this old stuff, you can see the progression. You can see how it happened. It's the same way you can look at Slipknot and be like, well, after volume three, it obviously makes sense that all these other albums happen, or after Iowa and then stone sour happening. You can definitely see why they went down the path that they did. So Mm -hmm. disturbed is kind of the same thing, but let's take a listen to voices about a minute, 45 in right before the breakdown that I never got to experience it. But now I get to experience it again and enjoy it to its fullest year. 2000 Y2K glory.
1: Nice. And I was like, yes, yes. Oh, my God. It's been forever since Slice, I've heard this.
0: And that's when you kind of forgot the first, like, SWAT! <laughs> you know? Like,
1: all the weird sort of vocal things that David Germaine did on Indisturbed. It was always like, like, it felt so groundbreaking for the time. Right? And...
0: 2000s was a weird time, man. We all thought, you know, planes are gonna fall out of the sky. Like <laughs> this guy, you know, <laughs> hogging up hairballs in the middle of a song it didn't seem like that big of a deal. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like, oh, cool. This is this is new. And the, the kind of like rap sections they have in there too, like those yeah. are very much like Slip not spit it out type thing too. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, th- this song is good spine song. You know, it's a typical Disturbed song. And for 2000, it was heavy for 2021. It's, it's disturbed.
1: It's disturbed. (laughs) Uh, nice
0: moving, moving down into something heavier, right? Let's, let's, let's mix it up a little bit. And I know we've talked about this band a lot, but it's an album that I have to dust off every once in a while to really appreciate just kind of where I was and where you and I were kind of in our relationship uh, at the time of listening to this album, because, uh, as with any good relationship, you have your ups and downs, right. And you always work through things and you and I had just come off of a pretty big down uh and we were kind of on our way back up. And it's like, how do we kind of like reconnect and repair this relationship that I so, you know, selfishly kind of tore up, uh, for my whole horrible, selfish reasons. But how, how do we, how do we start mending those bridges? And I remember listening to this band, Revocation, and hearing this solo, and like insta texting you, like yes. dude, you need to listen to this. If you haven't listened to it already, I need you to listen to this because I think you will love it. And I can remember the text back from you after you listened. You're like, this is awesome. Like
1: it was easily like top ten texts of my life that I will remember. Like I will never forget that it was so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, you know, I, I think, you know, it's just it's one of the reasons I, I have fun, you know, coming back to this podcast with you all the time is because we get to have those moments all the time where it's just a random text like, dude, stop what you're doing. Listen to this. Yes. And then call <laughs> me afterwards or we'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's good. So the revocation, the album is Empire of the Obscene. And we we featured Exhumed Identity, which is the song that I sent you. Uh, and that's the one that's got the crazy, you know, two guitar solos one in the mid section and the one in the outro uh yep. and i remember having them as my ringtones at one point in time yes so i totally remember epic. that too of course you do <laughs> yes but uh there's another song called uh some of the spawn and uh right off you know the bat that song just really gets into it and really just kind of like outlines how epic this album was from start to finish right like knowing this was a three-piece band at the time right was also mind-blowing like after listening to metal, when you know you've got, you know, constantly five members, you know, like two guitarists, bassists is not knowing that this is a three-piece, one guy doing leads and vocals and everything all, all at once, right? And then just this insane drummer and bassist, I was blown away. So uh some of the spawn off Empire of the Obscene, let's take a listen.
1: So oh, there, there you go. Yes, you
0: <laughs> I almost had this one in the in the Blast beat journey as well uh, and then I realized that it definitely fits off better in the Dust Off album list. I love how they were able to accentuate kind of like each instrument in the span of 10 seconds. Yep. Give everyone space, you know? And this was heavy for me at the time, like really heavy for me. So I needed something to really ground me in this, and and the guitar tone in this one definitely is what grounds me. Uh, yeah. I, I think the the tone on this one is a is a lot more kind of prominent and crisp uh, compared to you know other you know like kind of really harsh metal at the time their tones. So. Mm-hmm. And exhumed identity again has a giant like crazy instrumental like almost power metalish shred you know like in the middle of it which is like ah.
1: The one thing I've always, always loved about this band is that, like, especially in their early stuff, they were so kind of experimental with, like, genre, metal subgenre mashups. So, like, they can go from, like, progressive technical death metal to, like, bluesy shred stuff seamlessly. And it, it was so just amazing. And it fit really well. Like, you wouldn't think that it would. But, damn, man, Dave Davidson, he knows what he's doing. Yep, yep.
0: Oh man, I think we were talking like a couple of weeks ago how, you know, he was on Livewire or one of the other, you know, metal things and they were doing a collab and he mm-hmm. was in there. I think it was, well, maybe it was a Megadeth song too.
1: And, oh, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. I think it was like, was it, was it Holy Wars?
0: Yeah, it was Holy Wars. Like the epic, yeah. yep, yeah, the solo that, you know, everyone raves about. Yep. Yeah, it was Holy Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kills it. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> so, yes, he does.
0: So. Good stuff. So that whole album, dusting that off and listening through it, you know, uh, front to back, as they would say, man, so nice.
1: I'm so old. (laughs) It's all good, dude. It's all good. What's next, man?
0: Uh, So next in in my dust off is something from Children of Bodom. And I know that you went through their discography not too long ago uh, because of the news of Alexi. And it's been on my to do list for a long time. So when when I said I was gonna do it, I was gonna start from the beginning, right? From very early children bottom. So I picked something off of something wild. And uh there was a song on here that I had always tagged as a favorite. Like I'd always loved just the intro to this song. And I remember listening to it and being just kind of mesmerized by the the sound of it. And it's touched like Angel of Death. And it starts off with just a very simple uh kind of back and forth picking on on, on guitar uh for leads. But the, the rhythm, you know, just kind of what they have going there really stuck in my head. And every time I just even see <laughs> the, the name of the song, I can instantly just like go into, you know, what it's going to sound like. Um, so right at the beginning, they start off in touch like an angel of death. I, I can't get over the intro and it's very simple, but it has a special place in my heart.
1: I'm instantly transported back to high school, man. And like listening to this and guilty gear music all the time cuz they sound similar too. It's just like, oh my god, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is very guilty gear, that is for sure. I remember going to the guitar teacher instructor that I had at the time and telling him I wanted to play this and he's like, "What? Really?" And I was like, "Yeah, cuz he hated it." Like he was the quote-unquote metal instructor, but he hated it. Like he never liked playing. He would much rather play Blink, Blink 182. <laughs> and I would bring him Children of
1: Bodom, and you
0: know, like all, he's like, I don't want to play this.
1: <laughs> like I, you know, I was thinking this, all of that, in you know the back of my mind just now, and I was just like. I don't know if like he's actually gonna bring this up and I don't know if I wanna bring it up or anything. And then you did, and I was just like, oh well shoot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See Same mind. Yeah, it was really weird, you know? I can't. I couldn't believe that he just didn't want uh you
1: I mean, never, never said anything it was, about. It. it was probably because like that guitar shop where you took lessons was like uh you know, a small guitar shop in in Escondido that was probably like the only guy that was playing anything remotely close to metal that was like professional enough to work there <laughs> it's just, like a lot a lot of boxes to check and like he's he's the closest
0: yeah i i remember i had oh man you might remember this too remember when the original instructor that i was supposed to sign up with i think so yeah, he, he was like, he had just been in there or something like that, and he picked up a guitar because I had like just picked up like the Squire and the combo amp and everything, you know. And he's yeah. like, oh, are you looking at taking lessons? And I was like, yeah, actually, I am. He's like, oh, would you like to play something like this? Then I was like, well, I'm kind of into like, you know, hard rock and metal. I was Like, oh, like this. And he would, you know, just bust out like, you know, some simple arpeggios and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So, please. Sign me up. <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, cool. Let's, uh, let's set, put something on the books for next week. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Let's do that. Let's go ahead. Sign me up. And then, uh, we go to do that. And then I show up the next week and I wait there and he never shows.
1: <laughs> oh, shoot. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. I, That's why well, I remember it. <laughs> i'll never forget it
0: and then i can remember like being like 16 17 maybe at the time right like just kind of awkward teenager you know age and being there in this guitar shop with a guitar never having played not really knowing anyone in the shop and waiting for like 20 minutes right like (laughs) after my in my lesson times and they're only supposed to be like half an hour so i go i'm like hey is uh so and so here and they're like what uh no <laughs> i was like oh like, you just i had a lesson time with for them <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i had a lesson with them i was like oh well let's try calling and this is you know back when cell phones weren't like as ubiquitous as they are now so i guess i tried calling and no one got a hold of the person so i ended up with no lesson and then i switched to the guy that you know could kind of do metal but never wanted to do metal so that mm-hmm. was it mm-hmm. the happiest days with that with with that instructor were when i brought in like offspring and he's like okay
1: yeah, we could do this. We could do oh, this. come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good
0: times, man. I, I think, you know, we're probably going to run out of time for the new releases, which is actually good. Because um, then we can, you know, spread that out to another another episode. Uh, oh, yeah. So I think in the last album, I kind of want to dust off here, is is another band that I'm really fond of. And uh, it's Darkest Hour. And I listened to one of their more recent albums in the last week. And whenever you listen to an album, you know, you get that feeling. You're like, oh, I need to go listen to all this band's album or this this old album. I need to go back to the time I first listened to this band. So for Darkest Hour and me, that's uh, Undoing Ruin was the first uh, album that I, that I listened to by them. And there's a song on there called Convalescence. And Darkest Hour was, it was like the extreme metalcore, right, f- for me. So we're very much kind of like circling back to, to kind of the the core genres again, but Mm -hmm. darkest hour was like pushing the boundaries of, of core for me. And I really, I really enjoyed it. And it's a band that I've listened to, you know, every album they've released since this, and they've gone, you know, a little more mainstream in some, and then they kind of go back to their roots in others. And I love kind of watching that journey, but like you said transported back to high school i'm immediately transported to the year after high school with this <laughs> album uh, undoing ruins so <laughs> convalescence nice. about a minute and a half in um i forget why i chose this timestamp very much like you did with uh, your stuff so we'll figure out why i chose it when we play it oh it's because i love the snare hit with the down picking of the riff And it was in it was in that, that section right there. That section, yep. Just, yep. Nice. Yes.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm also transported back to the year after high school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this really simple, you know, lead and this just driving double bass. Mm-hmm. They had a good tone, like and the vocals were like still uh, what's what's the word i'm looking for um not comprehensible but uh intelligible like legible, but for intelligible is is probably the best word i was gonna say legible for for words
1: <laughs> legible <laughs> but you can hear it
0: <laughs> he- he- <laughs> hear illegibly
1: hear it legibility <laughs> le- leg- le- <laughs> yeah.
0: something yeah but uh yeah, transported back to back to those times. So I, I think, you know, th- this, this week, I, I dusted off revocation. That was the first one I dusted off uh, and disturbed af- shortly after uh, shoulder bottoms album dusting off this week and the darkest hour I'll probably dust off, you know, at, at the latter part of the week, but I definitely got a lot of uh, dusting off to do.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of due for that, too. There's a lot of bands that I used to listen to that I just haven't in a really long time. And there's a lot of stuff, especially from high school, that I know kind of led me down the path that I'm, you know, where I'm currently standing music-wise and as far as, like, my tastes go. And it would be really cool to kind of go back and listen to some of that older stuff again, just to see, like, how it how I feel about it now. Cause like, I remember how I was feeling about it back then. I just want to see if I'm getting that, that same kind of vibe or not.
0: You know, like we, we touched on it a little bit with the t- disturbed. I think we kind of really went into it. There is it's definitely weird to get transported back with all the knowledge that you have. Right. It's like in the movies, when you go back in time to prevent past self from doing something that's going to be, you know, like cause the end of the world to happen. You're like yeah. Marty McFly sitting back there, being like, "Oh, you know, uh, what was it? The Libyans, right? Because he bought nukes from Libya."
1: Right? I think so. It's been again. Again, it's been a while since I've seen that too. Oh Gosh. man!
0: So, with the knowledge you have now, going back, hindsight's always twenty-twenty. Looking back, still a bit fuzzy, but <laughs> negative <laughs> reference again.
1: Yes, wow. again.
0: <laughs> but how do you? Interpret that, right? Because for me, going back with some is like, okay, why did I like this? Like, obviously, this didn't age well. Aged like milk is the term, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could say that about a Steel Panther song. <laughs> oh, I bet, right? I'm sure. that
0: Oh, that one's probably ripe for, for yeah. Age I, like uh, it territory. came
1: on a shuffle the, for me the other day, and I couldn't even make it to the end. I was just like, this, this is cringy now. It's, oh, it's hard. It's really bad. Um, I guess for other stuff though, like there are some bands that I have in mind that I know I want to go back and listen to. And I kind of feel like I know that it's going to transport me back in like a good way. And I'm going to have a lot of good feelings about it, but I'm also kind of open to like, you know, maybe there's a slightly different take on it now that I can still appreciate. And then whether or not it's actually making it more cool or less cool than the first go around, I guess we'll just have to see. But um I do remember being pretty deliberate about the bands I was listening to, especially in high school, that like I knew very pretty specifically, like the kind of sounds I was looking for. So I would try to seek them out uh pretty actively. Um So I don't know. I'll be curious to find out. What do you think? You know, I, I think everyone has a different journey.
0: Uh And I think, you know, for you, I actually kind of want to say, like, maybe next time we have you do your dust off collection, because mm, I just realized cool. I probably I probably talked for like 45 minutes out of this 55 minute episode.
1: That's uh, totally fine. And I thank you so much for getting stuff prepared, because I definitely was not this time.
0: <laughs> you know, relationships are a partnership. You and yes. I are partners. We yes. We lift each other up. And tear each other down at the same time. (laughs) I should have said break down, but I missed the opportunity.
1: (laughs) It's all good. It's all good.
0: (laughs) So, um, yeah, I I think I'm curious, you know, because the other thing that really affects when you go back and listen to things is, you know, kind of uh, your frame of just being or your current state of mind and, you know, where you're at in the world. And I know, you know, you and I, like, um we we share a lot. And, like, I've been just insanely busy. And I know you have, too, which is why, you know, we're delayed. But that kind of stuff, right? When when, you, when you're so busy, and we've talked about this before, how metal is very much like an active listening kind of um routine, right? Like, I think it is a genre that fits well with active listening. Mm-hmm. And which is why I think a lot of people don't like it, because they like to turn on background noise or something predictable. But... With it, with that requirement being there, you have to like, you have to be ready for it. Uh, Yes. And at the same time, right, like, because metal kind of spans across a bunch of, you know, different topics uh, ranging from, you know, hate and anger and angst and, you know, happiness and joy in the weirdest ways possible, right? Uh, I, I think it'll be... I'm really curious to see what you want to pick, right, and where you're going to, you know, hear those things and what you take out of it, right, especially because tones aside, I mean, like emotional tones, like I'm curious again, especially because you're in this phase now where you're in a bunch of different projects, right? You're also like, oh, I've got this project, you know, which is in this kind of subgenre and this project that's in this genre. And every time I know when you listen to a band, you're like, ooh, I really like what they did. And you take notes for that project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm really curious to see like what notes you're going to be taking because you're like, oh, well, actually, I listen to this band and I love what they do in this section here. And I'm actually thinking about adapting that and doing something with this other song from here. And I just picture you as like Charlie uh, from It's Always Sunny in the Mailroom. It's like, and I got this solo from this band and this chorus from this band with this bridge right here and this verse. And it all comes together. But, <laughs> it was crazy.
1: You know, the way you, you laid that out is really kind of funny because if you look at my notes that I keep on just everything, that's pretty much what it's like. <laughs> 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 oh. oh, good stuff. So uh let's move on to wrap
0: up that I I think you know we'll call it in my dust off section we'll touch on some new releases and you know kind of your your journey uh in the next episode um Sweet. but I definitely wanted to to talk to you about something and this is something we talked about when we were playing Rocket League last week and guilty gear which is you know guilty gear X2 or guilty gear XX you know uh insert other expansion pack slash, you know, re-release of the game with special edition stuff that they had later, that soundtrack, you loved that soundtrack, right? You, even for, for our podcast here, you actually had a, a music production kind of phase where you were redoing one of the songs. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. I, that was so long ago already. <laughs> I totally you know, forgot I was doing that. Oh my gosh. That was pre-pandemic, wasn't it? I, I think it was. Maybe.
0: I don't even or remember. at least
1: it, it might've been like in during the summer when I started it. I now that I think about it, my gosh, anyway, yes. Guilty Gear. Love it. Yes. Uh,
0: uh so, uh, Daisuke Ishiwatari, uh, you know, he's a great composer and he's produced all these games. He's had a huge influence on them and the characters are great. Like the art direction is great. Like I love, you know, just, it's a fighting game. You're like, how do you make a fighting game? Interesting. Right. And Guilty Gear always had like complex storylines and, more so even than Mortal Kombat, right? Like Mortal Kombat's got its own thing going on, but Guilty Gear like took that to anime flair. And yes. I'm, I'm here for it. That's <laughs> <laughs> basically what it is. And, uh, you know, there's so many metal inspirations and influences in the, the game, uh, from the soundtrack, even to the names of characters, right? I mean, you've got Testament is like one of the, the main bosses in the first Guilty Gear Slayer.
1: game.
0: Slayer. Slayer. Yep. Uh, uh
1: man. Eddie, what, Kai, which is like. Yeah, Kai, Kai Kiske, that's a mashup between two different vocalists from Halloween. Um you have Eddie, who is supposed to be fr- like Eddie from Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. the mascot. Um sh- Axel Lowe, he's supposed to be Axel Rose. Lowe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Forgot May about is from Axl- Brian May of Queen. Um and then even, like, uh, the different types of moves, like, each, like, special oh, move has a name. Ride yeah, the like Lightning. Ride yeah. the Lightning. Napalm Death.
0: Napalm Death, um, yeah.
1: Man, it went on and on. Like, it's really surprising that, like, I don't know how he got around, like, any sort of copyright infringement on there, but it was super rad.
0: <laughs> uh, Yeah, so... The soundtrack amazing, you know, the production of the game is great. So they've been coming out, or they've at least teased a bunch of betas and stuff like that for the next version of Guilty Gear. So there was Guilty Gear, Guilty Gear X, Guilty Gear X2, Guilty Gear Xard, and then now it's Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, so it's still, uh, Daisuke Ishiwatari. he's still doing, like, all of the, like, composition and stuff like that, too, and he's still very heavily, uh, involved in the game. But, I think, you know, the influences ha- have come full circle because now he's, like, doing vocals in there as well, I, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, in-, in some of these songs. Uh, and I may be wrong on that, but now at least a lot of the songs do have a vocal track with them. So in Guilty Rex X2, was purely instrumental, right? That's all that it was. And then I remember when they performed it live, they had a vocal, you know, accompaniment uh, with that came with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, like, they had the promo track that got released for Strive, and it's called Smell of the Game. And I love it because in the beginning, I, I kind of want to actually. I don't know if you've actually heard this song. Have you heard this song? I haven't.
1: I did I'm not going to say know. anything. All right. I'm going to
0: be quiet then. I'm not going to say All anything. Right. I'm just going to say, let's listen to it. And uh, I, I want to know your thoughts.
1: All right. Here we go. heavier than I thought it was going to be.
0: I know who I am. Call
1: me. This you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of like 2000s era Anthrax.
0: Yes. 1000%. And that's exactly what I think they're going for. I, I think that's what he's going for. Because the other thing is, is that there's definitely the language barrier. And we talked about how it's like soaring over lands and this and that, right? Like, if you get to the chorus here. It's a very simplistic set and structure, you know, just you're not getting into all of the horrible english you know weird mannerisms and things that we have or like differences in, our, in in our just totally messed up and hard to learn language
1: yeah but yeah man that's a lot heavier than i was expecting it's so cool um, it's godsmack man
0: it sounds like Godsmack. there we go
1: thank you that's it it sounds like godsmack yeah yep.
0: It's a Godsmack mix with like modern metallic.
1: With slightly death metal vocals, like in the middle, like just thrown in. Yeah.
0: That is bullshit blazing. So my heart is blazing. If I lose my weak side.
1: Can I get the instrumental track? <laughs> <laughs> and now it makes sense. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, oh, I uh I really dig the music. <laughs> I really dig the music.
0: <laughs> it was it was funny because I know this game has been out there
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I went down the YouTube rabbit hole of watching like all of the promo videos for each fighter that they're announcing. Mm-hmm. And of course, I didn't want to watch each one every week that they came out. Mm-hmm. All right, so I watched the IGN like mashup of every character reveal. Mm. Yeah, and they yeah, yeah. all start, every single one of them starts with the exact same timestamp of the riff and the part of the song. So.
1: <laughs> they couldn't bother to change that, huh?
0: <laughs> I think this is the game promo, right? Like this is the song that they released as the promo for the game. And I can appreciate not wanting to give away too much, uh, especially when you're talking about, you know, characters and fighting games, right? Especially, uh, have taken a lot out of the playbook of uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z where they release a set roster and there's a fighter pass where to get kind of continued revenue and, you know, interest in the game, they keep adding new characters and they do balance changes and things like that. But you start off with a basic roster and instead of unlockable characters, you now have like season characters, right? So every season of the fighting game, they release a new character and then the meta changes, you know, and, and the competitive fighters are like, Oh, they pick up this other character, uh, or they find, you know, some new balance change in the meta, uh, and use that. But I think, you know, for this, they, they said, Oh, we're starting with like 13, uh, cast, right? So you have the typical, like you got soul bad guy, you got Kai Kisuke, you got, uh, Potemkin, you've got, uh, Faust is in there and he looks old AF. Uh-huh. He's all like crazy uh you know but there, there's so much going on in, in just how they're releasing this game and everyone is like if if have you ever watched Maximilian, dude he's uh, another streamer on twitch Mm-mm. i i see a poopy diaper in here wants to see a tier list of the character redesigns um <laughs> it's like uh let's see i think they all look great they do look great Yep. At least the idea for good visually looks the best. I know I always hated it. I'm sure interested in now. Yeah. So I know know's in it again. Uh, they brought back a Rem. Ugh, I can never pronounce her name. Valentine, something Remlethal. Uh, Valentine. I don't and know. They, it was one of
1: the later games, I think, that I did. It didn't was Exard,
0: play. Yeah. She was like the main antagonist in Exard. Um. But yeah, it, it's it's crazy how they, how they can pull off this season system. Uh, anyway, Maximilian dude, uh, he's another streamer on Twitch. Uh, he's major into fighting. He was like big time into them. So he's analyzing like all of the gameplay videos and like trying to see like, you know, what's going to be exciting and what the potential meta is going to look like, you know, when the game comes out and they have a new character. Oh, Amelia rage sold, man. She looks so fast in this game. It, It's insane. Like just the speed on this character is so far and above of like what I've seen in like her past games. Like she was always like kind of like a top tier character, in my opinion, just because she had good zone control. Mm -hmm. Um, But this game looks looks really good. She looks like she's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Nice. Uh, I'll
1: have to take a look at that. Sounds awesome.
0: Yeah. And then Giovanna is like a new one. She's got like this little dog Mm. pet. Like it's like a a, like (laughs) almost
1: like a specter kind of dog. Like it's like a ghost dog. Uh, just kind of like okay. wraps
0: around her. And you're like, oh man, maybe she's gonna do like Eddie, you know, type stuff or Zato oh, one, yeah. you know, type stuff. Uh no, she just punches and kicks. Uh <laughs> whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh good stuff. Yeah, it it,
0: it it looks it looks like a really good game. I'm curious to see, you know, uh what comes of it, but super exciting.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: thanks for tuning in, everybody. You can follow us on Twitter at MetallurgyCast and on Facebook as Metallurgy Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email guitar at metallurgycast.com or click the submit follow-up link in the show notes. If you've got a minute, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach other headbangers across the globe. If you have questions, thoughts, song or artist recommendations, please let us know. Share the podcast with a friend and don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes when they drop.
1: Yes. And uh, I think I just realized that uh, the music was muted the entire time on the stream. So that was just a a little private listening session for me and you, Adam.
0: Oh, okay, that's fine. I appreciate the (laughs) private sessions. Uh, (laughs) I like them. Everyone else can just know that it was it was very synthy and very wavy. And yes. very synth-wavy black metal.
1: Yes. Uh, we will be um, updating the um, playlist for the Metallurgy on all of our streaming platforms uh, after this episode. So you can listen to it there.
0: You can check out Power Nerd on your own time, nerds. <laughs> Again, hit <laughs> my twice again.
1: Tonight. <laughs> it's so good i changed um, this configuration around a little bit so like i've got the arm for the pop filter in a weird spot that i'm not used to so anytime i move my hand it hits it they're just
0: gonna say that you're so buff now that you know just it's it's hard everything just gets in the way or just no. something it's so large <laughs> that you know you just have to the weight distribution's all off so you don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could only hope. I think the exact opposite actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I'm just awkward and weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's that's it. Cool. I don't get out much. <laughs> <laughs>